<sighs> We're back. That did not happen. <laughs> Again, Twitter is rugging us. They're not nice to us. I don't know what we did wrong. So please share an updated link in all the channels again, uh, Maya. <laughs> yeah, that's a good link. Let's see if we can beat uh, our previous time. Okay, I'm about to say, maybe Twitter's mad at me. Damn. All righty. <laughs> should we wait a couple more minutes or should we get right back into it? We were what, talking about the Punny Bridge. What's new? Let's, just, let's just all share the latest link. There we go. We got hope, hope people people will still realize we're still going on. We didn't leave yet. Did you invite all the guests, Mayang? Yep, sent out the invites. Tezos Gaming, Neo, Bases, thank you guys for coming back. Absolutely, absolutely all good. Thanks for hosting the space, happy to be here. Yeah, we never uh we've never rugged in the beginning like that. So hopefully uh hopefully everybody comes right back. We're filling up. Why is there no sad cry emoji? <laughs> Okay, share the link everywhere. Yo, Tezos Gaming. I was live. Life is good, man. I mean, all things considered, uh, we're 
moving forward, I know I know you guys are DeFi centric, but uh, things in the NFT scene are pretty exciting. Art Basel and yeah, the 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 hero NFT getting dropped on there. It's kind of this major, extremely uh, controversial artist, very very uh, very well known. I decided to do a huge drop on because it's, it's pretty exciting. But anyway, um, I mean, right now you know. There's not much else to be excited about right now in in crypto, but uh, wait, wait, were you talking about the lady artist? Yeah, Marina. Wait, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's really exciting. I've video. I seen that video of her like a long time ago, right? When she was sitting in this uh, hall where you could sit across her, and then her long lost uh, ex husband showed up or something. That was that was her, right? Some performance art. Yeah, she is she is well known for her her extremely controversial performance art. But yes, um, she she was uh, doing a live uh, a live speech to Art Basel today, so it was it was pretty exciting to watch. You you are at Art Basel. No, I'm not at Art Basel. I'm I'm on the other side of the world. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it because in this world, uh, you don't necessarily have to be places to uh, be able to to experience parts of them. It's pretty cool. Yeah, NFT side is pretty exciting. Like we we still do stuff with NFTs with non wallet. Like we we uh, participated at uh, India Art Fair, where artists could or visitors could claim free NFTs with non wallet. So yeah, we're we're definitely aware of what's happening, and we can do very exciting things with non for NFT artists and collectors. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see plenty able to uh, to be dynamic like that. That's good. None is great. Um, talking about it quite a bit uh, lately. Um, I feel like the mobile mobile Tezos wallet is is in high demand right now, in very high demand. We need mobile. We need mobile badly. I mean, we've we've transitioned to remote work and like what do uh, you basically newspapers don't exist because you hold one in your hand all day. Uh, I forgot my hands free device yesterday. We were out with the family and I had to hold my phone to my head and I was freaking out because I haven't done that for years. Seriously. And I mean, I usually have speakerphone on if I don't have hands free. And so I'm walking around the grocery store and I'm not, I'm talking to my wife and obviously I'm not going to be having her own speakerphone, but uh, I, I look, I've got my kids with me. I'm pushing a shopping cart with one hand and I go, Hun, I, 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 I don't know. I have first world problems going on here. I don't know what to do with myself. I just, uh, I, I gotta go. I gotta hang up this, but this brick next to my head is too big. What have I done to myself? But yeah, self-realization. But yeah, it, it, all this stuff goes to hand to pocket to be able to carry it in a cross body bag whatever um yeah we need mobile yeah what if there was an exciting drop happening while you were walking in the supermarket i need mobile and and i can't rely on just one gatekeeper one aspect i need more so this is so great thank you yeah and i always um in all these talks i've had you know my my greatest experience with none is I, I like everything works within like the app. I can just get everything done. I, I don't have to bounce tap. Like I know you can do mobile with Kukai wallet, but it, it 
takes some bouncing of tabs around and on the phone that gets really difficult and really annoying and everything's just smooth and none. So that's why I like it. Yeah, I really appreciate it as well. I definitely do my best to not ever use mobile, but there are times where, you know, I would like to, yeah, like sometimes I'm visiting my family and I want to, I remember when the Tezo Punk came live, I wasn't able to get it because I was, you know, remote. And I think it's good to assume positive intent that it'll be used in the ways that we want, you know, be used more as like a hotspot kind of wallet and, you know, keep it secure. So I think it's a good product, definitely something that's needed in the community. So I appreciate it. But we, we definitely want to make it more than a wallet. So also like an exploration tool, explore the latest depths, or if you are an artist, follow your, uh, follow the activity of your art in specified widgets. So my non-wallet will have widgets more related to stuff like CDES, so I can follow the drift target and premium on the fly. For an NFT artist, it will look different. For a collector, it will look different customizable mobile experience uh, experiences is the way to go I, I feel Burn, I need I need a transaction batcher that's what I need include that in your wallet and then you've got the ultimate tool but I need a transaction batcher yeah let's let's uh, slide in each other's DM and uh, write down a specification. No, I mean like a customizable one. Like I, we we had jokingly back like a year ago, we were doing the the Taco Wars. I don't know if you remember that, but uh, Andy from Airgap wrote us uh, on. It was like I want to say it was like the Beacon documents or something like that. But he created a quick little script, and then <laughs> we proceeded to rip it apart. And made, like, you know how we all do. We all hack shit apart. And um, oh, sorry about the language. And then um we proceeded to uh, just buy like copious amounts of tacos in, in one transaction. Uh, and then I believe there was one other platform that was allowing like a shopping cart style, but I was thinking uh, NFT biker has one on his page. Uh, and I believe it's one of his collector's tools that he's gatekeeps. And then um, I have seen it on other sites, but bro, if you could incorporate something like on Noun where you could just, I don't know, click on several transactions and then submit all of them at once batched, not just necessarily create a script. You know what I mean? Like if you could create that customized, Oh my God, I think you would have found something that, uh, that bridges the gap for a bunch of the walls that they just don't match or meet anywhere. Yeah. There are a few uh, NFT biker tools that are very popular, right? Like what are the besides that one? What are other popular his other, he only has one other tool, as far as I understand. I've, I've kind of briefly looked into it, but it, uh, his, his live feed, he's got the only accurate live feed, and then the poor guy puts so much effort and energy into keeping this thing up. And uh, I mean, that's up to him. You know, like if he, what he wants to do is, I, I, I'm not going to get into the politics of it. I'm not going to get into to why or what people do. I just know that his tools are effective, and I used them for a long time. And uh, I'm sad that I can't because I didn't support him. So. Um, you know, that's, that's something that is missing now. That's, that's, uh, that is definitely something we can pick up someone, someone out there, uh, but it's needed. And I think that could be something that could add to your Explorer browser mentality that you're looking to do with that. 
Yeah, we would love, love that, that. As a community. I'm tempted to find a way <laughs> and make it build it myself. Because yeah, we I yeah, it's important to not get into the politics, kind of neutral on it, but definitely incentivizes us as a community to build mirrors and and similar types of tools. So I would appreciate it, and I'm down to help however I can too. Well, let's get into it, bases. We got a we got a room full of people now. Um, how are you? What's going on? And uh, what do you got going on? I see. Um, I want you to talk about everything going on. I know Tezos Hip Hop's one of them, but I'd like to. I'd like you to get into it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I mean, mostly I really appreciate um, like the similar mindset. I've always felt very liberated from Tez. Uh, I've I've held it for five, almost five years now, but really putting my life's work on it started in like uh, the fall or autumn of 2021. I was on Ethereum previously. And yeah, I feel like whatever it is, divine intervention, whatever, I feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. And I feel like every day I get a closer, uh, tight-knit group of friends. And um, it's really exciting to see everything that's being built outside of NFTs because we get so sort of siloed and focused on that. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely building amazing things. And I, I understand sort of like low-hanging fruit. Uh, for Tezos to really like promote and invest in NFTs because that's where all the eyeballs are. Um, so yeah, just slowly every day we're building more and more uh, bigger community and then like um, even more niche sort of like categories within it as well. So we're really focused on uh, broadening music on Tezos and really help paving the way for future artists and future generations. So Tezos hip hop is a huge component of that. Obviously, the primary focus is hip hop, which incorporates a lot of different genres. And so we're hope hosting a couple of different events. And yeah, we're here to support. The I'm here to support the community and the ecosystem. I'm going to be here doing this for decades plus. So it's an exciting opportunity. And I really appreciate spaces like this and meeting Theo and seeing everything Theo's uh, building and plenty is building. So yeah, every day we meet new folks and yeah, I appreciate you all, and I'm going to be here joining you all. That's awesome. And Byrne just threw up a, a tweet up in the nest for you. So I, I think the project's great, and I, uh, I'm glad to have you here, definitely. And uh, Julius, you just came up to the stage. Welcome. How are you doing? What's up? What's up? Yeah, I wanted to yeah chime into the NFT biker conversation. Just wanted as from like an artist standpoint. Just oh yeah, go for like, it. Um, yeah, thanks. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I just wanted to yeah agree with uh, what what basis that it's absolutely. I think it's yeah kind of sad what happened, obviously, but not to go into any. I don't obviously know any details either, but the um uh the tools itself. I I use the collectors tools to see like who collected my work quite a bit, and then for like airdrops. It was just very convenient, so I hope the the community can kind of yeah mirror it and come together and maybe I've I've seen that some people are building already something with like a like a fund, so that would be cool to yeah to have mirror sites coming. But anyways, yeah, it's been an interesting conversation. So thanks for this. So the two uh, the the tool specifically is the visibility to see your collectors and and then being able to airdrop. Yeah, exactly. And like, 
yeah, seeing okay. the like who and I, I always like to see yeah. who owns editions and That'd like yeah to, and like have like this whole list i thought that was always kind of interesting like I, I think he lit people that had the social media and test profiles uh, would show you their social so often if i you know could people collect i would like go and then twitter and then you can like text with them through like connect on them through twitter i thought that was always very um, very nice and i'm not sure that they even have something like that on eve i don't think so so that was always i thought something very cool within the test Tesla, tesla's ecosystem Yeah, there's no denying that NFT biker was um, was definitely the thing to use when it was uh, when it was public. Um, but yeah, these these are all great ideas that that should have always been open source from the beginning, right? So it's just a matter of us getting on it and building it. Basically, you have any ideas? We just need to make a nice looking UI for mobile. That's it. Then we can integrate it pretty easily. Right. It's all it's all public data. It's just a way to. It, NFT Biker made a nice way to aggregate all that data. But right, that's another thing too, yeah. Yeah, it's really the aggregation of data. And I mean, it would be awesome if we could incentivize or push some of the marketplace places to build these tools out. I know Object is working on, I think, a couple of them. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's... It's something that will get built. I have full confidence that it will get built just by seeing the conversation that's happening on Twitter. It, it kind of like liberated me because I felt like, oh, I need to like get into this conversation and plant, you know, put my foot down on like what I think is important. And then I saw the conversation sort of happening on its own. I saw Max Capacity put out like a 2000 Tez reward for someone to build a, a mirror of it. Um, for me, the best thing, what I really like is like holding myself accountable, making sure I'm collecting more than I'm being collected. And like, it's really cool to see those stats. Like, okay, I have 49 collectors and I put this much like the, that data is, is really priceless, especially with the community that we're building on Tezos. I think if I was on Ethereum or something, it'd be less important, but we're building a self-sustaining economy. So having these tools are of the utmost importance. And yeah, it just kind of shows us, you know, the, the need and the power of multiple, uh, locations to to access this data and the need for um, not not one party, not a monopolized centralized party, only one the only one giving us access to those tools. So um, that's why I'm down to help. Uh, I have to stay focused on art too, but I know I'm going to be doing a lot more too. So I'm here to help also. Sounds like a perfect idea for a grant from the foundation as well. Um, one thing to add is what what the public API of, of object meant to us. I know it's one entity, and uh, but it still meant a lot for non-wallet and for other mobile wallets out there who want to show NFTs. Now they have one endpoint, which has all these NFTs from all the different platforms. So it's way easier to integrate. So we need more teams to just develop stuff in the open and share stuff in the open because we're still laying the groundwork. We're still early. Like we're, we're only going to keep up this speed if we share all this stuff with each other at this stage. I, I understand that we all need to make money, but we have the foundation there to help bootstrap us this, uh, this stuff. 
I think that's a great point that you're saying uh, because it, it's you're building a long-term system. You know, maybe on a short term you can have a bunch of like PFP pump and dumps, but you know, if you build something that's meant to, because you said we want to make money, but you know, on the short term you can maybe do. But you know, for us to build something that will last, I feel like that's super, super important. And that, that's honestly what what I've been loving about like uh, Tesla's ecosystem. That I feel like everybody really is generally helping out each other and is very open to collaborate and um, doing these things and yeah and speaking of collaboration and all that i do want to take the chance to welcome the other guys on the team mankey and and mole how, how are you guys doing down there how's your days going you guys see anything new happening great great just no fun to listen to the NFT side. <laughs> yeah, Amul is a, is a true DeFi wizard. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't been much into NFT, but yeah, like NFT and DeFi, that's my thing. Like I study a lot for that. Probably, you know, we'll build something in the coming day, months. Well, is it? What's the status of the audit of the new Ooh. system? Uh, it's going pretty smooth. Like, they asked a couple of questions. We are resolving them, and, you know, just, like, the flow is going on. I think we would have it in, in like, like, less than three weeks, I guess. Right, Ponsa? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's... It, the great thing is that we're collaborating really well with the, the new audit firm from the foundation. Previously, we did audits with another entity, but now in collaboration with the foundation, and it's going very smooth, and they they help us out a lot, also with gas optimization stuff. So, yeah, the whole ecosystem is, is maturing in that sense. Like, the foundation also, uh, yeah, realizes that they need to support DeFi as well. So and this is, the, this is the new Plenty... Uh... AMM system, right? The whole, the one that's being audited right now. Yeah, the no, the new, yes. the new tokenomics. So I'd love to uh, to talk about the system itself. Um, everybody's always asking questions. You know, when ply? I hear that all the time. Um, we we haven't really gotten too much into it because we're obviously still waiting. But we uh, we definitely know how the system works, right? So I, I'd love to talk about it. When ply, and what what uh what does it mean for plenty? What does it mean for X plenty? When are we doing this? Like just what we said uh, a minute ago with NFTs, that's still early. It's even earlier in DeFi, and we still need to lay more groundwork there. Um, looking at projects like CTES that we helped launch, like an essential piece of infrastructure that had to be deployed and it's now deployed um, and we launched plenty last year in a market that was not as mature yet as other DeFi ecosystems out there so we went back to the drawing board and thought what could, what can we do that supports the entire ecosystem so not from a not thinking from a project perspective, what would be the best uh, per se for for a treasury that's managed by a DAO 
you know, how can we make a system that once deployed, it can be used by any protocol and there's no mechanism or any, in any form that takes a fee or something like that, or a DAO attached to it. Uh, no, just a protocol that can be used by other protocols to incentivize their liquidity, um, earn trading fees, um, and a system that not only uh, incentivizes liquidity, what we've done the last years, but uh, a system that incentivizes activity. So the system is made in such a way that liquidity pools that get traded uh, a lot when there's a lot of fee generation, these liquidity pools uh, will get the highest rewards or the highest uh, uh, liquidity provider uh, rewards. That's it in the simplest form, but there's a whole mechanism around it that uh, makes sure that that happens. And why is it uh, why is it better to have this one over the a AMMs that currently exist today? Well, right now we as a team decide. Okay, uh, we think uh, these these farms we should uh, give some rewards. Uh, then we propose it to the DAO. Ex plenty holders get to vote uh, yes or no, and that's it. A lot of manual labor, a lot of, uh, yeah, just a lot of side stuff involved, <laughs> but all this stuff in the new system will be automated uh, and it will be done by a voting mechanism. So people that hold the token of the, the protocol, in this case, Ply, if they lock that up uh, for, a, for a certain duration, it can be up to a four year, four years. And the longer you lock up, the more voting power you will have. And with that voting power, you can vote for different liquidity pools to direct emissions to those liquidity pools. But what is the incentive to vote? Um, the incentive to vote uh, are the trading fees being accumulated uh, in these liquidity pools. So uh, as an example, uh, a, a trading pool USDC with USDT will have probably a lot of trading fees. And to claim those trading fees, uh, you have to vote for that liquidity pool. And what that does, that directs more emissions to that liquidity pool uh, at the end of the next... Now, now I'm going too much into details. But... Um, with voting, you direct emissions and people will want to vote for pools that have a lot of fees. So uh, what that does, it directs emissions to uh, pools that have traded a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be awesome uh, when we get more into it in the details and we get graphed up for people. One, one interesting thing, one interesting question that the foundation also had was, like, okay, how did, how, there is a chance that a few liquidity pools get a lot of rewards. Well. Yeah, that would be how, the most how, obvious. Yeah. How, how do you get a new, new project onto this platform? How do you get liquidity for that new token? Well, 
to do that, a new protocol can also add bribes to a liquidity pool. And by doing that, uh, and those bribes can only be claimed uh, by voting for that liquidity pool. So at a certain point, users will not vote for the fees in a pool, but for the bribes in another pool to claim those bribes. And by doing that, by claiming those bribes, they're directing ply emissions to that liquidity. So there's a, and that whole system is, is automated. So once we deployed this, uh, we have no control anymore. The market decides what liquidity to incentivize. And if protocols want uh, more liquidity for their token, they can use this system to incentivize their liquidity and grow that liquidity. Hashtag when ply. So, <laughs> and mold, I saw you, uh, you were, you're going to speak at one point. Um, this whole thing has been awesome. And uh, I know you've been working on the DeFi side of it and the code side of it, getting it together. How's it been? Working with the audit team, working with uh, the team, trying to get all this to uh, together behind the scenes. How's that experience been? Is he there? Oh, oh sorry. sorry. Yeah, like it's been great. Like they have been working since like 1.5 years, I guess, right, Bonzo? Like with Plenty, the whole MM thing, everything, like X Plenty, right? So all of this stuff. It's been quite a journey, like I would say. Like we started with nothing, I guess. So when we started, there was nothing like DeFi. Existing. There were only like a MM that was coming with Goose app and then, you know, Colibri. And that's when we started working on DeFi. Like, yeah, it could be the next big thing. Yeah, it started first with an algorithmic stablecoin. Yeah. <laughs> We're almost done with that. And then we started Plenty as a side project. It's funny how that goes, huh? it's always i feel like you hear that a lot when you ask um really successful like companies and people there or like what did what do they do like how'd you get there and they're like i don't know i you know i started it as a side project and uh, i just really <laughs> you know next thing you know yeah that's what that's what startups do right like throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks It's funny. I guess it's especially true in DeFi uh, in, in cryptocurrency uh, in Web3. I, I suppose it would be, right? We're all kind of just doing that, <laughs> throwing what we can at the wall and seeing seeing what sticks. Julius, you're gonna you're gonna say something? Yeah, I was actually interested. Um, because I'm I'm not a numbers person at all. So every time like it's kinda like every time DeFi, I'm like very trying to listen, but it's uh, you know, it's very, very hard for my brain to understand. Uh, but if because I'm I'm unfamiliar with pl uh, plenty, and I'm actually looking into more DeFi. And since there's quite a few people in this space, would you guys mind like giving us like a short like brief about what what plenty does? Is is that uh, some like an option for like? It is absolutely an option, and what we are here for. Awesome, thank you, thank you. Yeah, because I'm definitely looking into more 
yeah, on the DeFi sides of things, even though I don't like to deal with that, but I'd rather just make art, but it's it's good to, to know these things too. So I'd appreciate that. So Plenty is so many things now. Um, it's been, so it was one of the first actual DeFi applications I've ever used on Tezos. Uh, I think it's one of the first to exist, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, if It's the first, if not second, yield farm that's ever existed on Tezos. And yeah, it's it's they've been around for a while. So I guess they started out, you know, yield farms. And uh, the best thing about that is because it's been, they were one of the first and it's been so long, they're... I would say it's one of the most experienced and um, like safest nowadays, you know, it, it's been through its uh, ups, it's been through its downs and it now it's just a really nice experience to use. If you want a nice safe place to come and just kind of play around with DeFi. What's up, Tezos gaming. I was just going to say, man, uh, burn has always been this from the beginning. He's always said this. Uh, it's, it's always been the way. Uh, Plenty represents a place that will grow liquidity in the ecosystem of Tezos. That's what Plenty is. It, it's meant to do that. Uh, how it does it is all the different things that it does. What, Tez uh, what Tezos needs, what Theo's talking about, that's how it does it. But what Plenty represents is a, a way to incentivize people to, to get them to want to come over to Tezos. That is, that is, at least that's what Burn has always pumped into my head. And that's what I try to share with other people, what Plenty really is, what it really represents, how it does it. Yeah, we could talk about that all day long, but that's numbers and, and details. And But the real the real thing, the real what it represents, it's what I guess, I, what is your mission? Do you guys have a mission statement? The closest thing I could come to is uh, we exist to enrich and grow the liquidity of Tezos. That's literally why, why they're called Plenty. I couldn't have said it better, man. Awesome. I should write that down. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it came from you. <laughs> it came from you, Bern. And uh, yeah, that is I, true. I, I can't formulate it's... stuff like that so nicely in English, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's, that is, you know, that, and that's the truest mission statement of not only but plenty, but Tezure, right? As, uh, as an overarching company with plenty, non, you know, Tezos, India. Yeah you know, helping Tezos grow. I think that's what we're all here. Um, and yeah, and then there's... And it, it, go, it goes back to the when we started on Tezos and why we started in blockchain even, why we started with... Like, I get how now a lot of people are coming from the art scene into blockchain, but a lot of us here today came in through Bitcoin. And that philosophy of uh, a permissionless financial system uh, that's what excites me uh, a lot. That, that's what gets me out of bed every morning. Yeah, and so that in in that's the uh, you know that's the pillow talk answer. And then so what you can actually do with plenty is you know it's uh it's one of the most robust dexes uh, on the chain. You know trading yield farms, liquidity pools. Uh, you know, uh, and they're all. 
I don't want to say that they're they're great. They're great to get into compared to um, there's other good ones. But if you if I was ever going to point someone in a safe spot, I, I would point them in plenty. Awesome. That really definitely yeah, answered, answered all my questions. And I just joined the Discord too. So I've been following the account for a while. But yeah, like I said, I've been trying <laughs> trying to get better on the DeFi side of things. But it's, it's hard. <laughs> so thank you, guys. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely com complex. And that's also something that we uh, try to improve. Like We try to focus a lot on UI, UX. Um, how do we make this stuff as easy as possible to use. But at the same time, we're thinking like, maybe it's the products that we build on top of something like Plenty or the products that have been built on top of Uniswap uh, on Ethereum. Like those are maybe the products that are uh, products to onboard people easier uh, with than with these base protocols that we're trying to build. Like it, it is, it is a, uh, a tricky, tricky time timing still. Like DeFi is still so early. We're still trying out a lot of things and yeah, there is a risk that you lose all your money. Always, <laughs> always, all right. We're none of us here are financial advisors. We're all just, um, you know, geeks building this stuff. Um, the, hopefully the financial advisors will be using in the future, right? But we are not the financial advisors. Yeah, I think that's part of the innate nature of permissionless and peer to peer. We get so much. There's so many benefits and advantages, and you know, just it's just important to remember these things as well. Like, um, but really, investing in any cryptocurrency has risks, right? So, um, it's I think it's good and important we talk about it. And I'm really happy. I think as Burns said. Uh, I talk about Bitcoin and, you know, how that brought us here. And that's why I'm so dedicated to Tezos, not only because of my ethos and my ethics and like what I believe in from, you know, decentralized and wealth distribution and things like that, but also like um, uh, an investment thesis. That's the word I was thinking of, investment thesis. So like when Bitcoin had all of the fork wars that happened in 2017, 2018, that was like a frightening time or a concerning time because I was just getting into cryptocurrency and I was like, you know, I saw Coinbase send out an email saying, we're going to recognize Bitcoin as this new B2X. And it was like crazy confusing and concerning. And now, now that's like a thing of the past, really. And we just recognize Bitcoin as Bitcoin. That's really what it is. It's like a belief. Um, and everyone believes this, this particular version of Bitcoin is Bitcoin. So we say it's Bitcoin. And to me, um, wow, like that's a huge case study that we can draw from. And so, yeah, all these things combined, it's like a really, really amazing opportunity. And I'm happy that, you know, I'm in, in a room with like-minded individuals. It makes me feel good. Toko, welcome to the stage. How are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm good. Just uh, enjoying listening to you guys talk about decentralized finance and all these things. I'm also more on the art side of things, um, as are many people in the space. But I, you know, I, I like learning about this stuff and, and doing my best to understand it. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting what you guys are saying. 
So you're you're more I you're getting more and more to the DeFi side than than uh than I think you <laughs> than you're comfortable. You're always sliding in. I know you're doing a lot of help curating with DNS and you're uh and you're also um helping do a lot of stuff on Tezos. I was I wanted to give you the chance to talk about it, say what's up. Uh, Tell us what you're doing. What's going on? Uh well for DNS I'm uh helping to curate their uh the NFTs that will go on their homepage, so artists that are, um, you know, hidden gems and, you know, need to be highlighted, NFTs and music NFTs, a lot of that, um, you know, putting together little collections to kind of show um, some interesting things that you might not encounter uh, otherwise. Um, and uh, I'm right now curating... Uh, an NFT NYC satellite event on Tuesday. Um, that one, I chose artists from different blockchains, though, because um, I'm I'm fairly blockchain agnostic. Although I really do love Tezos, um, but for this event, it's um, it's like an immersive NFT uh, event for music, fashion, fine art. NFTs. Uh, so we're just trying to create an experience that will help onboard young creatives. And I didn't come up here to shill, but <laughs> but that's what I'm doing right now. No, that's why I brought you up here, though, uh, to to shill and tell us what you're doing and what you're getting into. Because uh, although it is, you say that you're um, chain agnostic, and yeah, that's totally fine. I think a lot of us are, but we love Tezos and one of the things that's going to put Tezos on the map and has been putting Tezos on the map is these NFT events. So, um, you know, we, we can build tools all day, but we still need people to use them. <laughs> we, we still need to get the liquidity here so that we, you know, tools can be used and that's a great way to do it. Yeah, for sure. I, I try to, you know, get artists from, from different market, um, blockchains, but, yeah, a lot from Tezos and just because maybe I'm a big fan. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of Tezos artists on there. And um, I tried to find pieces of artwork that were different price ranges and, um, you know, new artists, more established artists in the space, just a range uh, to really help uh, young people who are not maybe familiar with what NFTs can be what they can look like and, you know, see themselves reflected um, and, and want to come in and, and, you know, kind of fall in love with, with the space as we all have. So it's, it's like, like the NFT on the main page pages, or is it like a specific Toko's choices? Page oh, for, or oh, that was, that was for the, um, for the NFT NYC, like the the um, in real life uh, event on Tuesday, uh, the satellite yeah. event for that. But I'm also um, helping DNS with. Um, so they they want to um, feature more like uh, selected artists and NFTs, so that um, curators can kind of go through and and find people so that we give a chance to to more than just you know the top 10 the top 20 uh selling um tezos nft artists on on the marketplace or whatever because 
I, I mean, to me, that's what it's about, right? It's it's um, that's why I love Tesla's because it's really about the creators and it gives a lot of people a chance and the low gas fee and, and all of that. It, it feels like a, a really great place for for artists um, of all levels to experiment and, and go in and get noticed. But like if somebody's new or like they don't have any sales, but they're making really killer work, you know, like you you want to you want them to be found and brought to your attention. So that's pretty much what we're doing and putting them on the, the homepage for now. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. That's, that's also something we were looking for with non-wallet, creating like asking people to curate NFTs, create like a collection of themselves, you know, curated by, that's why I asked like, is it, can you see that it's curated by you, for example? Uh, yeah, yeah, would, it'll, would... yeah, it'll say my, so like if you really like the way I curate, I don't know, if you like my taste in, in art, I guess, you might start to like follow me and, and see what my next uh, collection that I'm I'm highlighting is on there. But yeah, like, um, you know, putting different NFTs together into a little curated collection, but also like finding uh, new artists or, or featured artists or just people we love um, who we feel like, you know, you should love them too. Um, I think that's important. It, it kind of helps... Uh, the place be a little more egalitarian, like uh, more, um, you know, help help boost up uh, artists who might not get noticed otherwise. But yeah, I think it's, and it, it kind of has to be done manually to a point, but I guess you can also try incentivizing uh, just users in general to, to curate stuff. But I guess that you have to figure that one out, Burn. Yeah, I, I wish Show, uh, you know, wasn't traveling uh, so he could be here. Because um, honestly, I think, you know, the curation uh, and they're also working on a little music player. I think those are both awesome. Um, yeah, the music player. The music player is gonna be a game changer, like for yeah. real. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I definitely want to get burned and show it together in a room because how do I get those on my non wallet? Um, that kind of needs go. to happen. I agree. That needs to happen. I'll work on it. I'll get them together. Don't worry. Do it, Theo. <laughs> Basis, go ahead. You had something? I was just going to say, Hen Radio's out there. I've heard rumblings of marketplaces. I love. I love any music player personally. I think just that the access is is really important because um, I I try to not even open Spotify or Apple Music if I can, but you know I end up having like twenty tabs open. So definitely a huge need, and I think uh, it'll be really cool to see that come to life. Yeah, they're working on great things. And Toko, thank you for coming up and talking about it. I know it's not necessarily. Uh, your role to do so, but I appreciate you filling in the gaps. No, just I'm seeing the potential for it, and even though I'm not even like a music NFT artist at all, um, I try to you know stay in touch with the community and, and see what they're up to, and I'm really seeing what is being created on DNS in terms of music is to me is really innovative and really different, and it's kind of coming at it from a different angle, but um, 
yeah i just i think it's really cool it's it's funny burned i don't know how much you want to um talk about it but the we were talking about ply earlier and then you know when we brought toko up she said you know i'm just nfts and it's what do you want <clears throat> nfts what do you guys think uh you know an, an nft is right um nft and DeFi are one in the same uh and you're you're gonna see that more and more as we go into the to the future i believe um there's going to be a blurred line between the two, right? You, there is already uh, Tezos Gaming is wearing a gecko. You know, when they launched, it was already you stake your gecko and earn some tokens. It's already being blurred. It's it's so. I was wondering if you want to talk about that burn because we were talking about ply earlier. Yeah. So the 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 VE system or vote escrow system. Um, was initially uh, launched by Curve. It's a DeFi protocol on Ethereum, um, focused on um, facilitating trading of tightly correlated assets. So they had liquidity pools with multiple stable coins or multiple versions of Bitcoin. And they had the token tokenomics around that um, uh, was that you could lock your CRV, their token, uh, and get VE CRV that was a representation of your locked CRV for a certain amount of time. But the problem there uh, was that you couldn't transfer that lock. So basically, if you lost, uh, you yeah, you couldn't send it to any other uh, address. So maybe you've created it with a wallet that was not on a, on a ledger, for example. You could never transfer it to a more secure wallet. Um, and so that, that was an issue with, the, with the, the VE system of Curve. And what we do in our VE system is that uh, you lock, the lock that you create, so if you lock Ply for VE Ply for a certain duration of time, you get an NFT that represents your voting power. And that can be transferred and traded. So Head explode you, can, <laughs> you can you can trade your ply locks on object uh, after launch. So a lot of NFT people will maybe get their first DeFi interaction thanks to uh, yeah just DeFi entering the NFT space. So yeah, this is just one tiny. Uh, implementation of that, but that line is going to blur more and more, I think, uh, in the next... Yeah, it's always difficult to define timelines in, in blockchain, maybe a year. And it's going to be crazy because there's guys... It might go the reverse side where there's people that have been completely in DeFi this whole time that are now suddenly going to be um, using NFTs. You know? So it's going to be really cool and yeah if you guys have any questions about that or like what nfts mean to you guys or what possibilities you think nfts are going to take us in the future i'd love to hear about it yes yeah, so, so i'm curious um about 
So you said NFT and DeFi are kind of the, the same thing. And um, I kind of understand, like, obviously, from a technical standpoint, I, I, I do understand that. But now I'm just curious. So what kind of implications besides, like, basically staking your NFT or, like, lending it out for uh, liquidity? Are there any other use cases that I'm perhaps kind of overlooking right now or anything other, like any other, um, like, based on NFT? Fractional fractionalization. I can barely get it out of my mouth, but <laughs> haven't we been trying to get get like pie slicers and stuff out for a while, or is that a different thing? You've looked into fractionalization, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like another thing that I want to do, but. Like it's the thing is like the topic is you know it's kind of a dicey thing like if you look at there are kind of a bit of problems you know from both sides like how do you solve the auction issue and those kind of things when you fractionalize stuff so like so there are being you know iterations you know simulations like mathematical modeling you know what could be you know the optimum auction period and like what kind of auctioning mechanism should be there or like how the dilution, you know, of the DAO should happen. Those kind of stuff. It's kind of in a research state, you could say. But that's like actually a great topic. If you think of like fractionizing, you know, high, high-end artworks in a way to make them more liquid in the market, right? One uh, one model I heard was auto fractionalization of anything minted on the platform. Therefore, the platform generates fees, and then there are trading fees that are automatically generated whenever these things are moved. Like basically, auto fractionalize it into a million pieces or something along those lines. But you'd never know. But in the back end, you know, like something along those lines. Sure. Like, uh, could you send me the uh, link for that article or anything that you have? You know. I'll definitely check oh, it out. This was, this was a Twitter space I had the uh, pleasure of sitting in uh, with another developer uh, from another project. But he was just uh, just talking conjecture about how if he were to create an NFT platform, he would use mm -hmm. that that model where you would just auto-fractionalize uh, into a million pieces. I think he called it the millions, in fact, is what he wanted to call the platform. But uh, basically, uh, you could you could do a one of one. Uh, obviously, it would become uh, like nine hundred ninety nine thousand eight hundred and seven or whatever you know whatever the fee is to, to mint it. But you would get your 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 million tokens or whatever that would represent that one project. And then there would be a way to consolidate it, so on and so forth. But anyway, it, it was an interesting concept. But it it basically created. Uh, your extreme like uh, AMM market like uh, fee structure uh, automatically and right out the gate was generating a need to uh, to create the whole. Anyway, it was kind of a cool concept. Yeah, it, like it is. Like, you just you know, like people are exploring it and you know, trying to hit the correct you know parameters. You could say, I was like, it's gonna be a big thing that coming not coming days. But it's just like you have to figure it out, you know, what could work probably, right? So like we have in the auctions, so whenever there's a minting, right, a lot of people, you know, have batch operations running up. So there are like different kind of auction, auctions, you know, coming up in the research area, right? So 
but haven't they haven't been you know much implemented as of now but definitely like tesos you know always supports innovation that's what i have seen you could so, almost use yeah, the uh, ico model if you fractionalize uh, an nft where you know how everybody buys in but if if somebody buys in 500 and somebody buys in 500000 there's an ultra dilution but they still get their piece but anyways yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah like yeah there's like tons of you know things uh but like you never know which one works <laughs> that's like it would be interesting to see like a, a total crowdfunded uh single nft that was literally fractionalized and then distributed in an ico model that would be crazy yeah yeah and i guess i guess maybe this is future forward 5 10 years down the road but you know like why why would it only be limited to fractionalizing oh. nfts maybe we could fractionalize other things in the real world like um that could also be traded on um and transferred peer to peer you've heard about our stos right the uh, the real estate that we've got on uh, tezos in that's Hawaii, what i'm thinking Dubai, and i have not heard of it <laughs> yeah we have stos there's, there's billions of dollars tied up in real estate in stos so it's it's very cool very cool beautiful i got to look more into that yeah I've, okay thank you for that appreciate it uh, yeah another, pro- oh sorry another, go ahead another interesting implementation is uh doing stuff with synthetic assets with yeah, yeah. <laughs> Theo, can you share your idea uh yeah i mean just imagine uh imagine being able to invest in in things that you really can't invest in physically even if you wanted to right um so say crude oil if you wanted to invest in gasoline and the price of gasoline well it's not really something you can just buy and keep in your backyard is it it'll it'll corrode it'll go away so there's it's not something you can really invest in physically and it's even harder to invest in financially you got to go find the right uh stock and the right people and you know all this stuff so it, just imagine there there was just a synthetic asset that was this is the price of crude oil um you know on average and it's it's all done within tezos and you you use it you invest in it with your tezos and then yeah. the price of oil goes up the price of your stock goes up you know uh so that is the simplest way and the you know in the most i think what hits us <laughs> in in the hearts the most uh when i compare it to gasoline but there's other things you could do with it as well it could be uh gold it could be um another good one is say long before there was a board ape coin someone made a synthetic asset that represents the floor floor price of board apes and you know had that launched on Tezos long before they had a chance to do an ape coin think of how much liquidity that might have pulled from ethereum to tezos if that was something that you know happened a lot of cool it's, possibilities it's, isn't that the easiest way to fractionalize an nft just try <laughs> like it's another check, thing too right deploy a checker implementation of that nft and then you can buy fractions right of those tokens yeah could be but yeah following the floor price of of board yacht 
I think I can of the apes of the board ape. <laughs> Uh, that's a very interesting implementation we can still do. Right, and it doesn't even have to be that project. It could be anything, right? It could be literally uh, and it, it, anything. And when we deploy it, it's it's just there. There's no control over it. The system works as designed. It's completely decentralized. There's no DAO. It's mechanical. It's pure DeFi. And it's maybe not as sexy as thousand uh, percent APRs, but yeah, this this is this is what excites me uh, a lot. Like complete decentralized uh, finance. We need a new term for it. <laughs> DeFi doesn't even represent DeFi. <laughs> what are they? Uh, what is um, Web five is the term they're trying to throw around now, right? Web what happened to Web, web 4? <laughs> it's Web, web 7, let go. Web 3 plus Web 2 is Web 5. Oh, of course. Uh -huh. Okay, got you. I mean, is it Web like 2 or it's like, sometimes I think we oversimplify terms. It's like human behavior. It's really like we're transacting value. And I think... What was really cool, I think, about what Theo said right there was the idea of liquidity. He said, like, imagine the liquidity, the the board ape yacht club, the synthetic asset that was on Tezos with the floor price. Like, so really, the question is, like, the synthetic asset is one component, and the other component is what is highly traded, highly sought off after, um, and has high liquidity. So, yeah, gold, crude oil, things like that, real estate are super interesting. I think. Because those things are going to continue with or without any Web3 technology. Like these are things that are highly embedded into our society and culture. So things that are embedded into our society and culture will sustain and become a part of Web3. Human behavior will continue. So, uh, yeah, that's really interesting to think about these larger assets, I think, especially. Right. It could be used. Um, another simple thing. Uh at right off the top of my head, it could be used to balance your crypto portfolio to the stock market, right? You could just invest in uh, the synthetic asset that represents the entire S&P 500 and have it, you know, and have them balance each other out, you know, keep your assets balanced without leaving Tezos. Because who really it. wants Robin Hood on their phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely not me. You just need a solid oracle. That's the that's the the biggest hurdle right now. The oracle problem. I generally understand, but maybe for everyone, can we can we do, have a high level understanding of the oracle and what it is and its importance? Okay, oh yeah, thanks. definitely. Amul, can you share? Yeah, sure. So, you know, fractals are like, so when, when you talk about the real world assets, right? So there's like a central authority, you know, that you could go and, you know, have the price checked, right? Oh, it's correct or wrong. But then, you know, when you come to blockchain, so everything is decentralized, right? So you can't rely on a single person, you know, or entity that would you know, tell you the right thing. Maybe they're, you know, they have some self-interest with them, right? those kind of things for arise. So oracles, you know, generally are say to, you know, tell you the uh, real price of anything with, you know, 
in a democratic way or you know when you have multiple people verifying the information that's what we call a oracle on blockchain so basically it tells you the right information that is you know verified by a lot, lot of people before it goes to you in a way that that's like a simple thing simple definition for it But on, on on Ethereum, you have something like Chainlink, right? But on Tezos, we only have like a few Oracle solutions. Like where, what 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 needs to change? What needs to happen? Do we need to build something ourselves? Yes, yes. Like we need to you know build some systems, and then you know we need a lot of people you know on board you know just to verify the data. Like you know it should be like you know multiple entities or like. You know, like we for baking, right? We have multiple bakers across the globe. So something similarly, we should we would have to you know have for the oracles like multiple entities, you know, working to verify the information and you know updating it very frequently so that you don't have the wrong price. Also, right? Let's just say someone, everyone forgot to update the price. Like if everyone was you know in the US, uh, maybe like you know Europe time zone, so they. In late nights, they forgot to update the price or something like that. So those kind of things also shouldn't be there. Then, yeah. So it, the best way to wrap your head around an oracle, you know, the oracle process itself is with, you know, talking about the uh, price of crude oil. What is that price? Even in every state, it's different per gallon, right? Um, I can only imagine the differences around the world. So who does agree what the price is so the oracle would just theoretically take care of all of that it would use a bunch of different uh points it w and uh in a decentralized way to go okay yep all these different people agree that it's this price so it, it is this price got it got it okay that makes sense then yeah, because the prices varies just even if it's just one cent that's important i mean depending on the asset so yeah, I get that. But you also need a system that, that doesn't go crazy uh, immediately when there is a faulty Oracle. Like it gets the wrong price. Like there is Oracle manipulation happening. Like DeFi platforms collapse due to Oracle manipulations, right, Anno? Yes, yes. Like there have been tons of incidents, you know. Like someone didn't want the price to be updated, you know, because someone else would get liquidated or some things like that. You know, like when the price is you know, going extremely down or up, right? Those kind of things do happen. Or like say if Coinbase stops signing their info for a 15-minute window, then our Oracle goes down. Yeah, yeah, that's why we, you know, we need multiple sources like you can't just rely on Coinbase, you know. Like if so, if they I just believe, you know, shut down. Yeah, I believe they used Coinbase because Coinbase openly signs their data. They said this is in fact our information. Nobody else will sign that API info, so you don't really have that verification that it's coming from the source. If you know what I mean. But yeah, like there could you know, uh, like you could also have some other entities, you know, like they are taking something and you know providing also data, so that's where you compare the Coinbase data and also something, you know, the others have, right? Right, right. I was just speaking to the fact that Coinbase is one of the few entities that will actually sign their data. 
yeah, yes, that's true. That's true. So, with, so with, what is, with, is there an issue there? How come? How come? Only Coinbase signs their data. Well, that makes them responsible for anything that comes out of their mouth, and they're willing to take responsibility for it. A lot of people aren't. A lot of the exchanges. Got it. We got cowboys. Not, well, they may not have, be like honest with their information. Who knows? Who can say? Mm -hmm. Coinbase is willing to say that they're they'll be accountable for it, and so they'll sign it. You know, we need Respect. more accountability like that. So, more ideally would be like a median of multiple exchanges, right? But right, 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 right. Not just yeah, exactly. Multiple exchanges, multiple sources for multiple prices, so that you can see actual price action. Whereas potentially it's maybe one or two major hubs that are puppeting others using bots, etc. Yeah, with, with Checker, they also they, they propose uh, when you deploy it that you create like a protected uh, index, so that normalizes the the, the Oracle feed. So big spikes are uh, normalized out basically so yeah the, the, the only hurdle for us to launch more checker implementations is just more data feeds like we can't rely on just coinbase it's gonna be an interesting ride um but i'm excited to get there um no, I we're not the only team working on this Oracle thing, right? I think I've, I'm not sure quite who it came from, but I'm pretty sure there's someone else trying to figure this out as well. I think the ADAP guys are also working on the Oracle. That might be at AirGap, yeah, the AirGap Oracle. How are they? How are they coming along? Like there was something doing with the mobile stuff. I lost. I'm a check and they do have Oracle up and running. So it's like a metaphor, like we'll have to talk to them, you know, for having listed multiple assets on their Oracle stand. Interesting. So now I wonder, is it maybe possible to make like an Oracle of Oracles? Is that the next step? <laughs> Taking all the oracles that currently exist and making one oracle out of those oracles? I'm just calling it Batman? That's like L2 solutions. or We'll call that L7 solutions, right? <laughs> L7. Yeah, yeah. You know, just if, if everything, uh, maybe it's too too interconnected, too much, too much going on there. I just think if you're going to be running a, a, a an Oracle, you want to have genuine data. You don't want to be trusting the data of other people. That just becomes a game of telephone. That's dangerous. That's not decentralized. That's ultra centralized. Fair point. But we uh, can we can we use multiple oracles with the checker implementation? Like, how does that work? Do we have to just choose one, or can it just be? Can it work on multiple? Like you need multiple feeds. Like ideally three or more. 
Awesome. So yeah, I re- so yeah, it would be um, decentralized. Yeah, that's really cool. It almost becomes in itself the Batman. And if you want to uh, update, let's say, the Oracle smart contract, the only way to do that uh, would be through uh, attaching it uh, to a protocol upgrade of Tezos itself. So it's the same with, with CTES. Like It's completely immutable, but if all validators of the network agree, we could upgrade it. Maverick, welcome. Glad you could join us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, loving what Burn said right there because we, we share that same sentiment um, over at Maverick and what we've built as well in the sense of our decentralized Oracle essentially is um, will be upgradable in that same fashion. If all of our satellite nodes, you know, we have proxy voting for the DAO, just like Tezos has with Bakers, um, want to update the Oracle contracts, they can. Um, not a singular person can do so. And so I think we'll be the first decentralized, I would say decentralized Oracle on Tezos because we do have a centralized and a distributed Oracle at the moment. I kind of jumped in on Oracles really deep there. Theo, what's going on? Theo, Theo, <laughs> not, not Theo, not click. Theo, not click. What's going on? Is this, this is Alex, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's me. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I just sort of got oh. married, <laughs> and I'm. Oh, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. We uh, we we flew over to uh, Cyprus to get civilly married. We're gonna do a proper wedding a little bit down the line, but like I'm I'm moving to Dubai next week, so we uh, had to move things quickly. So. Yes. Moving to Dubai. Is that what I just heard? Yes, yes. But this is called dedication. Burned asked me if I'm hopping into the chat. And I texted him. I was like, yeah, sort of kind of flew, you know, to go get married. <laughs> and I'm still in here. So love you, buddy. Wow. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate it. And definitely don't feel like you need to stay long. Um, we understand. I think a lot of us in here. Uh, I know most of us in here got at least a girlfriend, if not married. Uh, well, uh, more important. Well, okay, I shouldn't say more importantly before I get divorced. Um, very importantly, the dinner is only for another forty minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, oracles. What's going on, guys? It's been a while. I've, I've been kind of overly packed. That was a great contribution you had. So you guys are working on one yourself, trying to get something up over at Maverick. Um, it's already on testnet, actually. Uh, so we built oh, okay. essentially Chainlink V1, a form of it. We've changed somewhat of the economic model to it. So on Chainlink, on the base, not API calls, which is where they make their money. Chainlink actually provides a lot of the, the price data for free. It's sort of like a loss leader. And the nodes um, sign all the transactions. And then Chainlink, you know, obviously they pay the network fees in ETH. And uh, Chainlink covers those fees for the node operators in link. So a, a, a node operator uh, pays a transaction fee and he makes back the equivalent amount of, of link plus more link as profit. And so we kind of changed that model a little bit. So we are node operators, as we call them satellites. They will pay the, of course, the network transaction fee in Tez. 
because um, it's built on Tezos. Um, and instead of getting paid back in just MVK to make up for their network transaction fees and profit, they're going to earn back their the XTZ they spent in XTZ from a bakery that we're running for the DAO. So it's almost self-paying like that, sort of like Harbing Journaway, and then earn their profits in MVK. So it's now on testnet, and, and, and what is the timeline for mainnet? The timeline is whenever Bitcoin's not fucking collapsing at this point. We just hit a nice low. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, don't look at the charts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we were, we were, we were supposed, we kind of uh, were slated to go live in July and uh, Bitcoin imploded. And so we don't want to launch a, our, our token sale and listing into a, you know, into a bloodbath. And so we're probably going to push back a month or two. But, but Maverick, the Oracle, the core governance, all that kind of stuff. This is a, this is a chicken and egg problem, man. Like you could be the entity dragging us out of the bear market. I have a feeling anything Tezos related sure. is not going to pull out the entire cryptocurrency market. If you just kind of paid attention to anything. Tezos. If, you, if, if you don't believe, it's not going to happen, man. Well, hey, so I will speak to say that Tezos has been looking, uh, I wouldn't say necessarily depegged from the market, but has been looking fairly independent this year. Um, and that is just off of us alone, like literally just us and the events that we're holding. Um, you can see those events uh, go against the market in a couple different points this year. By, by events, do you mean in-person events or? Uh, I would say NFT, like more the NFT Twitter events that happen, like what uh, Tezos for Tezos happened uh, during one, one of the first major crashes. And, and Tezos actually pumped for a little bit. And you know it, it was it's and it's still rel relatively good price compared. So well, uh, I you know look we went from the forty fourth place to thirty eighth, which is we just haven't fallen as far as everybody else. To, to be fair, um, which is a positive yeah, I, thing. It's a positive thing. I think my sentiment. Yeah, I think my sentiment is uh, is it was with Burn that it's up to us actually. I think we do have a, a good. Um, connection to the price itself and what we do, because we're all heroes together, right? We have we have Maverick, we have plenty here, but we also have bases, Tezos Gaming, and a bunch of you know. So it's NFT and DeFi combined. Always, we're such a small knit group. Yeah, and, yeah, that, and that's I'm. Cool. Oh, sorry. No, no, Julius, go ahead. I was just gonna say uh, what Theo just said. The NFT sales volume that's basically where i'm just really looking at i don't really look at like anything else because that's, that's what i'm into uh, on crypto slam and if you go on 30 days i haven't checked it i think in the last two days but i think tezos is still up on the 30 day volume everything else is ethereum is probably like 100 percent down solana is like 80 percent down in sales volume and the only thing in the last 30 days that went up is tezos by 50 besides mutable x which they launched this month so that doesn't really count i guess yeah uh, i mean I, I i agree on that nft sentiment i'm i'm just on you know maverick is a DeFi platform it's it's decentralized from day one so it's a uh, it's a little different from my outlook of where we need to be uh from an nft standpoint yeah. yes 
Yes, I, I agree. Don't um, forget, you are what we need, though. Don't forget that. It doesn't exist. Without it, there's no reason to come. Without it, there's no reason to move. The I idea that it could that. come, the idea that it could come is a great sentiment, but nobody moves on an idea. I'm, I'm going to tweet that right now. Hold on one second. I'm just saying. It very well could be the one thing that makes people move. But if you sit here and tell me, oh, we got to wait till they move before we will, nobody's moving. We're doing this weird stand on the wall dance thing. I'm not asking anybody to dance. I got it. Go ahead, Maverick. I'm hyped too, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, just on the sentiment of like not launching into a bear market before we get dragged off and a bunch of other things. Um, uh, basically, every VC that's an, an investor uh, from small to to, to large, medium even, um, has reached out to me, had a, either a text, an email, a call, um, and was like, do not launch. <laughs> do not launch into this bloodbath. So, um, Oh, you're you're totally at the mercy of your investors. Don't get me wrong. I'm just positing a question out there that's something you can always throw at them. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, we appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate where you're going with it. And we appreciate your, your reluctance to dive headfirst into something that could completely destroy you and everything around you. Um, but on the flip side, too, this is something to consider. If it exists, we can come. We can go. We can move. If it doesn't exist, we have nowhere to go. So we go into places and then more stagnation, more loss. Yeah, it's um, it, it's not just the mercy of the investors. You know, I... I the overarching majority, um, if not all of my investors, I've, I've had the luxury of choosing, um, and they are quite connected and intelligent. You know, they're not just investors, they're also smart money. Um, and when you launch a finance platform into a world where finance platforms are collapsing, it's kind of better to come out as a phoenix rather than, you know, launch into the mayhem of, of collapses. Oh, of course, of course. I get what you're, where you're coming from, Alex. It's just playing with you a little bit. Yeah, but, of course. Look, I'm excited. But, Look, no one wants to see Maverick come out more than, than I do. I've been working on this thing for such a long time. Um, but the good thing is, is that like when it comes to or to, to loop this back to Oracles, is that you know in, in Chainlink V1, every Oracle actually has to sign the transaction, <laughs> and and obviously there's a network fee, right? Um, and that limits, and if you're if you're paying for that from a, a bakery, then you need a lot of Tez in that bakery to pay for those network transaction fees. If you if you scale the amount of satellites that we have, now Chainlink V2 has this like peer to peer messaging system, and they're called OCR, and it allows for the oracles to talk to each other before signing the transaction. So instead, let's say you have 50 oracles, you have 50 transactions for a price feed, you can have 50 oracles and just one transaction. And so this bear market implosion is actually allowing us to, we've already, you know, thrown up the V1 oracles on testnet and it's allowing us to move forward towards OCR because our, our like bakers, the satellites who also vote on governance are also the oracles. So we want as many of those as possible. We want to scale the amount of satellites that we have um, because you don't want just 10, 15 satellites deciding on governance because they're limited by the amount of, you know, the transactions that we can cover their base costs on. So, you know, yep. Yeah. It seems like that's exactly what uh, Tesla needs because 
I've been talking to one of my friends who's more on the like basically not really like his only crypto <laughs> stuff is oh sorry my dogs. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what kind of dog he, you got? Watching a bunch. I've got a little shepherd, and we're watching two big ones. I don't really know what they're. They're all mutts. I live in Montana, so they're all like mountain mutts. Um, but <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, they um, and he said to me that he looked into Tesla's the other day and kind of looked into the whole ecosystem. He pointed exactly that out. He's like, "Oh, I'm I'm really interested, like investing in the NFT side of things." And he actually did buy a bunch of object NFX hash NFTs um, like a week ago. But he said, like, "Oh, I, I wish there would be more." DeFi things, um, and so it's cool that that there's, yeah, there's stuff happening. So I'll, I'll let them know and send them you guys' profile. So, so you, yeah, you give us a follow, <laughs> join our Discord, um, become a part of the community. We're we're switching yes. marketing teams right now, but you know, um, uh, come I, join. I one, one question, Alex, about um, like you want to launch uh, when the markets pick up a little bit. But don't you want the implementation of your solution to launch when the markets pick up? Like, are we not behind if you launch uh, when the markets pick up and then we need to wait another one to two months before we can see the, yeah, the, the development going in the right direction of other projects integrating your stuff and all that uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I it, it's a cat, it's a chicken and the egg um, kind of problem there. I mean, if we if we launch our token sale into a down market um, where everything's imploding, it's going to collapse, and then the, you know you, you only get one chance to launch properly. Um, and our governance revolves around our token, so you know we're we're launching a DAO straight away from day one. It's not mechanical uh, like plenty, and it's not um, like when we launch this thing, we don't control it. Um, and the, the, the token holders will. So we need to, you know, distribute that nicely. Um, also, the launch money is going into the DAO. So it's just kind of you know, the public sale money is going into the DAO. So it's just better that overall for everything that it goes there. In terms of implementations, it's interesting. I, I had someone over from uh, from Baking Bad who was in Israel. And, you know, they were looking for an Oracle solution. Um, so they were thinking about that. Basically, if you need to bring any custom data onto Tezos, you'll be able to use Mavericks Oracles. Um, at first, it's just going to be, like I said, a couple base assets for Chainlink V1, then OCR, then then API calls to bring custom data. It burned you right. It's, you know, we can do the implementation. We can launch now and have implementation, implementations ready when the bear market, when, you know, flips to bull. Um, but it's better to launch into the bull and have the implementations come later, if you ask me and uh, our investor base. And that's totally fair, right? That that's totally fair. You're allowed to have uh, your own outlook on it, and you might be right. So you know, we don't we won't know until the time comes and it all happens. Yeah, and it's it's um, and I'm not trying to say this in any weird way, but we're not launching a um an NFT collection or art or something like that where ah okay you know what this first collection didn't do well let's just let's do another one you know. I'm not trying to detract from it, but when you're launching a financial platform with as many intricacies as, as Maverick, it's um, immense. Uh, to you get one least. shot. Yeah, and we've got 15 one opportunities. I wish I Mom's knew the spaghetti. next line, and I'm blinking right here. 
Yeah, I would say I think it's all a healthy conversation. I definitely understand NFTs and, you know, the, the products that Maverick and the intricacies of DeFi that are in the product are completely different. Um, yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, maybe it's not right away. It could be in the positioning too. So, you know, um, if the bear market continues for some time, you know, I would, you know, how long would, would you and the team be willing to wait as well? So I think it's like, that could be a year, that could be a long time as well. So maybe positioning, like owning that and saying, you know, finding a way to carve out a lane in a couple of months, if it's a stagnant market, we, we want to see you win too. And yeah, I definitely understand, you know, they're different products. Late summer and uh, in, in fall team, they seem, now I think we'll be on a bear for a while. But they Come seem to, like better. We should we should start a yeah. DeFi summer on Tezos, man. Alex, we should just start it, man. Let's see. Listen, we can, we yeah, can do it, DeFi man. summer on Tezos. If we if we can get USDT to actually launch on Tezos, that would be a possibility. And until then, I think we're, you know, a little stuck. We have no timeline again with USDT. That concerns me. Um, I would love DeFi summer on Tezos, but remember, like Maverick, we, like you know succeeds on the amount of quality assets that are on chain on Tezos and we need some more to say the least, you know? Anybody there? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. I think we're all just absorbing our, our, our <laughs> the market right now <laughs> in our heads. Right. Exactly. You know, like, <laughs> We're, you know, we're going to, let's say we launch and it goes into a, uh, Bitcoin goes to 8K, you know, our, our, our launch would be fucked. Um, and all our investors would be there, would, if would the hate us. If the system works, if the system works, it will work, right? It needs to work in either bear and bull. No, uh, that doesn't, that's, that's not so true. It's like, it's like saying the first time we're going to, we're going to launch our like airplane into combat is in a, uh, is in a hurricane. And in order to do like a strike mission, like it, yes, theoretically you could do it, but why? I mean, the system works, but you want to give it an optimal moment to to get on its legs and bolt forward rather than. But you know, I'm the, I'm taking this from a system, business perspective. The system that flourish in a system, in an ecosystem that has a lot of different things, right? And you're you can be an an essential piece of that infrastructure regardless of the market prices. I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely fucked up my first time, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just something we're we're looking not to do. But in any case, guys, uh, I enjoyed being here with you all. I will see you at the next one. I'm gonna go eat before this marriage lasts two days. And thanks um... for joining, man. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Talk to you next week. Talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye, everyone. Have a good weekend. Peace. Now. Uh, that was great. That that's great to hear that he has an oracle. Is that um, is that any uh, answer to any of the problems or solutions we were ha uh, trying to come up with earlier about Plenty's more. oracle? More, more, right? We need more. So that's awesome, and that might have actually been the uh, been who I was thinking of earlier too when I said I was. I knew someone else was launching one.
Yeah, ultimately, I think we all have to kind of like look at the market and decide, you know, how we want to best position our product and what makes the most sense. And uh, we all have our own ways of doing things. So, you know, for me, I think this is the time to build and to own it. Um, that's my perspective. Great. And I understand NFTs are different. So, you know. Uh, well, I think what Byrne was trying to get across is it's really not so different. Um you want to go with the projects that are still like fine, even though it's such a bad bear in all this stuff, like Lenny's still fine. Like it's, it's, it's better than it's so much better than it was a year ago. And that's when we were in the Super Bowl. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, it, you see what the real, the real there, things worth investing are. There, I also hear that, VCs uh, have a lot of control still in many projects. That's why we, uh, yeah, really happy with the support that we got from foundation grants because you want to, like we previously raised investment with Tezure um, uh, from Draper Associates, from uh, another Draper fund and from uh, CVVC, from the Crypto Valley in Switzerland. But they invested in us uh, because of us. What we, what we decided was best. And they've never put us, they never said, like, you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that. So, yeah, it, it, is, a, it, it is the wild, wild west. You need, it's difficult to find capital to build stuff. And, yeah, it is understanding that if you get in such a situation that yeah, you need to do what you need to do what's best for the company and not per se, uh, yeah, uh, what you want to do. It is kind of cool that Tezos is an environment though where a lot of the um, stigma of having to return 10, 50x on every project is required. It's um, it allows for a lot more. I guess principled decisions or, or decisions based on, on belief as opposed to having to make money. Uh, although, unfortunately, we are existing in a world where innovation and and uh, things that would help mankind are put on the back burner in, in, in place of profits. So, I mean. Yeah, and I feel that realization is also coming more and more with some entities in the current Tezos ecosystem that we're still building such ground level stuff that it doesn't per se make sense to raise a lot of capital from investors that want to see a certain amount of profit. Like we shouldn't direct entities in our ecosystem that way at this stage of the ecosystem. It honestly feels like a lot of that left. Sorry, basis, but it honestly feels like a lot of that has left a lot of the old I, I need to triple I need to quadruple now because I didn't 20x immediately and I need to get my 5x so I can dump my bag I think a lot of that has left thankfully and I know it's always going to be there but a lot of the vocal uh, community uh, in that party seems to have filtered themselves out thankfully they'll be back in the next bowl don't worry go ahead basis oh good yeah and I mean I think too um to the, I can't remember the name of the protocol, Maverick, uh, to, to his point, I mean, he did say it's not only the fund, the VCs, 
it's it's most likely from my view it's it's probably a a mixture of different things um i'm sure they have some some major say in in the official launch i could also understand not wanting to launch like right at this moment um because it's like we're no one really knows where the true bottom is i could understand though like right um when it starts to stabilize a bit you know what i mean Right, right. All you can do is all you can do is guess. And honestly, a late summer, if you're looking, trying to make, I, I can't speak for what his um, like advisory team is looking at, but if you're looking at graphs over years of time, any cryptocurrency, later in the August ish area is is. A bet is is when the graph tends to go up ish. No matter what market you're in, overall, you get a little bit of a relief around that period. So I can see why he might want to launch then. But I also I agree, and and I'm also I totally agree that you should, if anything, launch right now. So that way, if we do go in an uptrend at some point, whatever you launches is going to go up that uptrend. <laughs> Right. You don't want to miss the uptrend and then ride it back down. Exactly. And the 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 Bitcoin having, which it's still going to have the most effect, I think it's still the greatest effect on the cryptocurrency market is about a year will be about a year and a half around that time. I mean, at a certain point, as we get closer and closer to that date, uh, assuming Bitcoin remains at the top, which I I think it will at this point with the EFTs and all the infrastructure that's built. Um so you want to be ahead of that too. You don't, you know, that's kind of the way I see it. So uh, hopefully, once the market stabilizes, that'll be a good opportunity for people, you know, and companies to really launch and join in. And I think we're it's just a cyclical wave. So just like Theo was saying, we're we're kind of at the bottom of this wave. And when you look at a macro trend um, in terms of like um, the distribution of Bitcoin. There's only going to be 3.25 that are, are minted. So um, it's going to put a squeeze and push the market up and more money is going to come in. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking from it from a, maybe a selfish reason even. Uh, more more stuff on Tezos will make our project floors more as well. We just need more stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we need, need more stuff to launch. And if more stuff is launched, new developers can go through the GitHub repos. You onboard more people, and you yeah, you're just on that upward trend. And um, yeah, I feel like we all entities in Tesla should try to have that same mindset of just blasting out stuff and 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 sharing as much as possible. But yeah, maybe that's a ideal world. Couldn't agree more. Really happy to meet you all. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you here, Basis. Thank you for coming. You know, thank you, Neo. I know you're down there. You've been listening this whole time. Uh, Bay, see you down there. Museum, you're always here. Um, and then Mankey, you've been. In, you dropped to the listeners. You can come back anytime. Tezos Casa. Appreciate everybody coming out um, and and listening for sure. Yeah, shout out to Ariane. I think Neo is traveling, still joining in because I think he's super dedicated and wanted to be here. Yeah, saw a lot of folks coming through. Appreciate you all. 
and and this is what the we want this call to be. It's a the Tezos community call. Um, you know, we we're we're always hoping to have more guests from around the Tezos community. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of people are traveling. Summer just started, <laughs> right? Um, but hopefully, we'll see more uh, when everybody settles into their their new s- summer stuff. Right, people are getting married. People are going on vacations. People are just jetting and running out of the house after years of being pent up. So, hopefully, who's coming to uh, Paris? Are you going to Paris? Yes, sir. Oh, look at you! I'm most also coming. Let's go. Is that is that going to be big? You think we're gonna make it a big thing? <laughs> yes. It's gonna be fun. Well, thank you guys for the ecosystem. But yeah, please join everyone. Come to Paris and let's have a face-to-face conversation. On behalf That's of cool. me, man, thank you for going because uh, I, I can't right. make it to Paris. Uh, right. I, I wish I could. And so, but just having you there on my behalf, thank you, man. We appreciate you, man. You're an amazing ambassador to this community. Um, so, dude, it's, it's good. Thank you. Thank you for going. Thank you for taking the time. Awesome. I'm oh, going to try. I'm going to try to set up a. Uh, um, a Tezos, New Hampshire, if not Tezos, New England, uh, soon. I've already started uh, reaching out to people. I'm going out later today to look at a few spots. So, yeah, Tezos is going to be hopefully spreading. Hopefully, we can all get together. I feel like one Boston day is just a big place. good spot for Tezos to explode. Boston's good, yeah. Boston is good. I, I was thinking somewhere maybe even a little more north, like just somewhere more north so that way Canadians might have a chance too. You know what I mean? Boston, but Boston might be it because they got the airport and all that. So who knows? I'll figure it out. Just make it in Vegas. I'll show it. <laughs> See, no, that's what you got to do. You got to do a Vegas one or a Phoenix one or See, you got to set that up. Oh, if 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 there was going to be a, a Phoenix meetup, it would actually probably be in Vegas. Uh, I would drive the four <laughs> hours just because. Well, let's be real. What's the one place yeah. in the United States anywhere can fly internationally, even the Jeevas? Round trip. Right. Okay. There's also some. There's there are also some plans to do a big event in uh, India with Tezos India. It could also be a cool location. Yes, that would be an amazing location. Mm-hmm. That would be a great location. Where in India would you guys want to do it? On I think Delhi. Yeah. The Delhi, like it has no, the international Delhi, airport. Yeah. No, in the winters. In the winters, it's quite good. Like it, the temperature is like ten degrees, fifteen degrees. Right. Like if you do it in August, January, right? The weather is quite good then. Delhi is quite culture shock, man. For us, 
Bangalore is more accessible, but yeah, it's very far from the airport. Yeah, we'll plan something. Like, we'll plan a whole, you know, a whole cuisine also for you guys. Like every for everyone, right? Either they are vegan or you know non-vegetarian. Both of them, we take care. Let's go. Awesome. It's great. We're, it, you know, it's you can see that even though, I mean, we're all Web three people, right? I mean, it. it <laughs> we're all meant to be speaking through our phones or through a Google Meet on our laptops or something. Um, so meeting up is 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 all is is new for us really, and although we're not all getting together in like one spot, no matter where it is, you can definitely see like you know no matter what someone opens up somewhere, whether it's Vancouver, Paris, uh, Tezos, India, they they get like ten to fifteen people, you know they so Tezos is everywhere. And is spreading really quick. Yeah, yeah. More, we need more, more, more projects, more developers, more product launches. That, well, should, be, that should be written on every Tezos developer's wall as a goal. So. Talking about developers, where that's maybe a good question. Where where would I be the best place or Discord to find like uh, Tezos devs? What do you guys think? Well, the Tezos well, Discord, right? The main one. The main one. Yeah, there, there, is, there you can find active developers that are already <laughs> working on stuff. But the hiring part is the the biggest challenge, right? If you do it right, like a project. Um, I've heard from entities in the U.S that are struggling a lot. But we made the strategic decision back in 2018 to have an Indian entity and build a presence there. We also started Tezos India, trained developers. Amul came out of uh, a Tezos India fellowship and now he's our main DeFi guy. So we, we spent years on trying to create like a, yeah, a training program and a, a way of hiring uh, the right people. But yeah, that's that, that's our Achilles heel because Tezos is such a different kind of chain. It is it is very difficult to find good developers. Yeah, I guess that's the thing. So, Julius, I could send you to like the like I said the there. And when I say main Tezos Discord, that's even it's kind of a loaded statement because it's more of a web and includes uh, like most telegrams as well. Like, uh, and it's from the Tezos Commons, and there it's there's another one uh, from Tez Core, and everything's interconnected with each other, and it all goes through this one chat. But it can be a lot, and you're definitely not getting the chat. <laughs> like, yeah, most, it could, most of most developers that are already working on stuff on yeah, the protocol exactly. on the protocol itself and uh, projects, you can find them also on uh, the Tezos Dev Slack. Very old school, uh, okay. but mm -hmm. many people are on uh, Slack there, and you might get a faster reply there and a more yeah uh, developer focused reply on Slack. Another, 
Another good spot to check out is Clubhouse, but that's not really as interconnected with everything. Interesting. So is there so Tesla stuff happening on on, on Clubhouse? I didn't, I didn't know anyone. <laughs> a, lo a lot of these spaces and a lot of what's going on today started on Clubhouse. I, I know. I was back then, like, with the Paris Hilton room, like, 2021, where, you know, basically you could just chill or, like, pranksy that one room where you just chilled your NFT and he would just bought, buy it to farm wearable token. Uh, but uh, so I don't really know what happened. I guess Twitter spaces came out. Huh? That's why, because I know that they just dropped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Twitter spaces came out. Yeah. But, but still, uh, the audi audience is very different on Clubhouse still. So Yeah, because it's still exclusive. Yeah. It's a so great onboarding tool. So many people join through Clubhouse. Cool. Yeah, I'm, then I have to check that out because I haven't. It's like you know when you haven't used an app in a long time. It's not even like download on your phone anymore. And I think, uh, yeah, for I haven't used Clubhouse in a long time. And but haven't like, checked maybe, it in a few maybe you are already in basically. So maybe you are already in the Twitter spaces. Maybe the the Clubhouse thing is more of like an onboarding thing, and you are you're oh, past that stage. Maybe maybe that's more. How, that's maybe how I see it right now. Got it, got it. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for that. Well. Definitely. Yeah. So, and other than that, I would say there. I guess there is um, services out there that you can like. You'd have to do some like really heavy research, and I guess it's hard because like, where do you even start? But there is services out there that try to do dev stuff for you. There's like a bunch of them. So uh, there's a couple websites you can go to. Um, one of them is uh, Projects. No, no, no. Damn, Tezos Gaming, help me out. Because Projects on Tezos came out, and now I can't remember the link to the... Other, to the... <laughs> but this is the exact problem, right? Like, people get excited right. to build on Tezos. Where did they go? There's not one place you can go to find everything. And that's so, a good thing, but also there is though. What is there that? is. There's two different spots. Um, one's by Kevin Morabi, and another one's by um, the, I've always forget his name, but Tezos Gaming. You might know. It's like Project Te uh, Tezosprojects.com or something like that. It's projects on Tezos. Uh, I believe they. Uh, it's is it uh, Peggy's project? I believe. No, see, that's new. No, that's the new, new one, one is Peggy's got the new one. I can't remember which yeah. one that one is. But that one's that right. one's more geared toward NFT projects, not necessarily all projects on Tezos. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, there, I believe uh, TZKT has uh, projects on there. I know that Baking or uh, BCD has their list. That's always a great a great place to go. Um. Who else? Non the BCD is. What's that? Non Wallet also has a list. In their, yes, in their well, don't forget about Non. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's tezosprojects.com, built by Alan Walters. If you're looking for. Oh, like, good old Alan. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I can't, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, Alan. I'm sorry, buddy. I'm not representing. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> definitely. He's an XTT news guy. I can't believe I completely <laughs> blanked on that one. My bad. Uh, 
TezosProjects.com, and you can find almost anything you you're possibly looking for on there. So uh, you can nice, feel, nice. thanks. Yeah, whether yeah, it's NFT projects yeah. or devs or hey, also yeah. oh. Tezos.com/ecosystem. And there's also xdz.news. You can always check out the XDZ news. You can you can see what's going on real time as it's coming out. Uh, they're constantly we're constantly pumping out. They're, they're constantly pumping out articles. It's uh, it's impressive. So there's you know what? So the the problem is is uh, maybe Tezos ecosystem should be the answer, right? And um, is XCZ news, all that stuff's right, should be right there, right? Right in Tezos slash ecosystem? Yeah, and we're still working on a platform called XTZ Live. Uh, when it goes live, it will be, it's supposed to be an aggregation of all this information, um, real time prices, all sorts of stuff. But I mean, you know how it goes, <laughs> developers on Tezos this time. So anyway, um, it's xtz.news is your go-to for up-to-date information on the ecosystem. Uh, if you need your project highlighted, showcased, reach out. Uh, we're 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 open to talk as long as you're willing to be open and transparent. We've we have had to decline uh, doing articles on certain projects just because we couldn't vet them far enough. We we prefer to be really uh, yeah we we prefer. We don't talk about the projects we don't bet, and that's just or it's just kind of how it goes. You just don't hear about them from us. So uh, if you hear it from us, know that we have tried to do our due diligence. Uh, it's not just, oh, yeah, they, they, they happened to get lucky and we needed. No, uh, we'll, we'll pass on an article if, if we find that they don't want to be forthcoming with their information or it just doesn't seem like it's something that benefits the ecosystem and it truly is just something leeching off the community so uh, and i know that's that's kind of a weird stance to take but we do take it very seriously we want this place to be uh growing and healthy we don't want to i mean what do we have here uh, but our reputation so yeah i think this is awesome like we're planning to integrate it uh the latest news that is in uh, in non-wallet love it Oh yeah, another thing I was just uh, thinking about since we're all together here, I really like the Tezos.art website and I've been like sending it to some of my uh, crypto friends and they were all like got pretty excited and some started getting like Kukai wallets and um, buying some, some object stuff. I think it would be cool if there's something like that, like Tezos.defi or something where there's a collection and kind of like an onboarding. Okay, thing. see, that that's it. See, that's, that is the one by Kevin Morabi. That's the other one. Um, so yeah, that is uh, the same as TezosProjects.com. Same thing. Uh, it's just built by somebody different. So yeah, that's a good one to use too. That was our oh, go-to on Clubhouse. Right. Tezos.art. We threw that out to everybody. In fact, I think it's still on my profile on Clubhouse. Tezos.art was like the top thing. And then my profile. <laughs> Yeah, I, the, the only concern I have with something like that is that it's not completely open source. If you have a website like Tezos.art, it implies that it's very connected to Tezos. And 
yeah, it, it, it is Kevin's project. He's doing a good job, but yeah, there's something that, that, that's iffy for me about that website. It's, unfortunately, it it's, it's a marketing. Website. It's a marketing website, and you are a purist, sir, and we'd love you for it. But it is a marketing website, one hundred percent. Yeah. So my my preferred would be tezosprojects dot com. Um, we know Alan Walters. He's you know he's involved with XTZ News, and it has more stuff on it. Like it's more for like if you ever wanted to build something on Tezos, every resource you could possibly ever need is in there somewhere. He'll point you to it. It's kind of crazy. But I'm very thankful for Tezos.art. They have Nan Wallet on there, so I'm not complaining. Hey, it's a good tool, man. It's a tool. Remember, not all tools work for all people, and not all ways, unfortunately, will work for all people. And so we do need uh, we need people who are like Kevin, we need people who are like Byrne, we need people who are like Bases, we need people who are like Theo. So we need them all. We need we need everybody here doing what they do best, not copying what works best in other places, doing what they do best. And and just basically creating that gestalt where, where we uplift the entire community. This is, that's what Tezos is, man. This is, we are self-amending, we're upgradable. That's something a lot of people aren't. This is something a lot of chains aren't. And that's all of us, each one of us. But we're all good at different things. And we all work different ways. What works for us may not work for you. Or for you may not work for me. Or it might. But we got we to gotta talk about it. And that's what this is about. That's what Burns doing here. That's what Theo's doing here. I love it. Thank you, guys. Uh, honored to be here. Thank you. And it, that leads bases. Yeah. Um... You know, since we're getting to know each other, uh, Tezos Gaming. Uh, I wouldn't know crypto if it wasn't for him. He was my friend long before I even got into any of this and has basically held my hand the whole way. Like, uh, he's there's no better uh, dude to listen to or hear from or get any tips from than, than this man. And uh, the way I see it, you know, really... <laughs> I don't think if I can, yeah, this call wouldn't exist today without him. So thank you, Tezos Gaming. Yeah, he's lying. Not at all. I'll say thank you. That's all. That's all just hugs. Yes. <laughs> Hug it <out>. Hugs. Hugs. <laughs> So epic, guys. So, if with that, um, Burn, do you want to wrap it up? We're getting on two forty here. We've been going a while. This has been a great space. Yeah, definitely. Like, let's do another one next week. Definitely, I'm excited. These com these community calls, they're they're getting better and better. Uh, I love it, and I can't wait to talk to you guys. And uh, I'll end with. Uh, the same type of sentiment I ended with last week, and that is we're all here together. Uh, it doesn't even matter what blockchain you are, you're in. We're all here for Web3. We're all here for decentralization. We're all here, you know, to grow, and we'll all grow together. Thanks all for joining. Talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. You have a great time. A great week.